What is up, Steel? Studians, happy Monday, September 27, 2021, and welcome to episode number 107 of the study session. Here to kick off this final week of September. And I know it's probably a rough day for fans everywhere in Steelers Nation, but I'm here with you, Jeremy Rich, your host here on the session to help you get through it. It's best to talk about it. Let's get those emotions and disappointments and frustrations out so that we can move forward because there is no let up, there is no rest as the Steelers will take on the Green Bay Packers at 425 this coming Sunday in Lambeau Field. And you hate to call it a must-win game, but to drop three straight with that schedule, ugh. and to make matters worse, you're playing one of the GOATs at the quarterback position in Aaron Rodgers with a prolific passing attack, decent running game, and oh yeah, it's in the confines of Lambeau Field. So the Steelers have their work cut out for them this week. We're going to get into that and more throughout the week here on the Still Study. But just want to take a moment to thank all of you for following the Still Study, reading my work, listening to the study sessions, listening to the Still Study podcast. It means the world to me. Much gratitude to all of you. My appreciation. I would love to connect with you. Please send me an email at thestillstudy at gmail.com or give me a follow on Twitter at stillstudy. Would love to connect with you. Get one of your questions on the show. And let's go. Bengals at Steelers. Man, what a disappointing, dismal, just putrid performance across the board. All three phases of the game. And we're left wondering, where do the Steelers go from here? I want to start first with a positive, a highlight. And that's going to be Najee Harris. Harris caught 14 passes yesterday. He set a Steelers record for receptions by a running back which is pretty impressive, and he was the go-to for Roethlisberger in the passing game. And yeah, he did have multiple drops, but when you're targeted that many times and some of those passes that were thrown to you were just flat-out not good passes, that's pretty impressive. In terms of rushing, he picked up 40 yards, but he also had three big runs called back due to holding penalties on that offensive line, which we're going to talk about here in a little bit. But Harris is slowly showing he is the player whom the Steelers drafted him to be. And the reason why I'm highlighting this at the outset of the study session this Monday is because moving forward, the entire offense must, not needs to be, must be built around Najee Harris. He is the guy. He is the workhorse. You have to build your entire game plan around him. And why is that? He's the only one who is showing signs of life in this offense, who's showing that he could bring electricity and make plays, not just in the running game, but also in the passing game. And if you could get him going, then maybe that will open up other elements of the offense, which has been anemic so far. It has not been good. 
But again, let's start with the positive. If you want any hope or optimism for the rest of this 2021 season, Harris is it. He is the heartbeat of the Steelers offense. He's only three games into the season. He's taking a pounding, no doubt about it. But imagine what this guy's going to be doing by the end of the season and into his career. Very promising. All right, so now let's start looking at some of the the nasties, the negatives here. I'm going to start with that offensive line. For as good as Harris is, there were many, many situations where as soon as Harris got the ball from Ben, he was met in the backfield by a defender, swallowing him up for tackles for loss. That can't happen. They've got to create space in the running game. They've got to get a push on the line of scrimmage. And I'll say this, both offensive line and defensive line for the Bengals controlled the line of scrimmage yesterday. The Steelers were out physical. The offensive line, every one of the offensive linemen for the Steelers were called for a penalty yesterday, which is unacceptable. And I wrote about prior to the start of that Bengals game that we needed to see growth and improvement from the Steelers. We didn't see any growth or improvement from that offensive line. And yeah, Tomlin said afterwards that he was optimistic in what this unit can do. Unfortunately, the way this team is going to be judged is based on results. We haven't seen any results yet in the first three weeks. And so I know Tomlin likes to roll with his players. He's going to stick by them. He's going to put his his energies and efforts into them and not give up on them. And that's noble for a coach, and I understand that. But I've been saying all along, by weeks four and five, we should really see what we have in this offensive line. Week four happens to be this Sunday against the Green Bay Packers. We should have, we should have an idea of what this unit looks like when they play a decent game. So if we see more of the same on Sunday, chances are is what you get is what you get. So an important weekend coming up this weekend. Pass protection was not great at all. Ben was on his back a lot. He was pressured throughout the game. But I'm going to shift gears a bit to Roethlisberger. Sure, he threw for 318 yards, but he was throwing the ball way too much. And I'll say this, some of those sacks, he's got to make the decision to either get rid of the ball, throw it out of bounds, and avoid the sack, or check it down. A lot of times he's hanging on to the ball to look for the home run. I don't know if he still has the notion that he's the player that he used to be back in the day when he played Sandlot football, but he can't do that anymore. And that sometimes contributes to poor playmaking, poor decision-making on the field. And his two interceptions were just ghastly. They were flat-out awful. And I know I'm piling on Ben today, but the recurring theme in the press conferences following games, I've got to be better. It's on me. It's my fault. That's, That's good. That's great that you're accountable. But again, the teams are judged on results. The same thing goes for Tomlin. We've got to be better. We... You know, we didn't play well. We didn't coach well. Where's the accountability? Cam Hayward, we suck. Where's the accountability? At some point, when that is your consistent go-to message, 
and you've dropped all those contests in 2020, the year prior, you missed the playoffs. This season, starting the way it is, it's not just we have to do better. No, it's in the results. And again, Roethlisberger, maybe one of his worst games that I remember watching. The receivers, inconsistent, uneven. Chase Claypool not on the same page with Ben Roethlisberger on multiple occasions. There's an infatuation with the wide receiver screen, but that's probably attributable to Ben's unwillingness to go down the field. He's probably more comfortable with those types of throws. It was good to see Pittsburgh Pat Freyermuth get his first touchdown. And Eric Ebron, at this point, I'm sorry, he's targeted on these third and long situations. He's had opportunities to make game-changing plays, and he consistently fails to do so. It's time to cut bait, cut him, trade him, and that might seem like a hot take or like an emotional take, but it's just a reality. He is not adding any value to this team other than frustration. You see the ball hit him right in the hands. He drops it. That kills the morale of the offense. He adds no value to this team. It's time to move on from him. Call that harsh, but I call that reality. If we're looking at the results, we have to. Give Gentry some more snaps. Bring up Kevin Rader or look for a tight end on the waiver wire. For Ebron to make a play one out of every 10 opportunities, it's just not worth it. If I were Steelers brass this week, he would be cut. He'd be traded for a seventh-round pick if I could get it, but I'd be moving on. Pat would be my number one. They have to move on. And then defensively, the defensive unit is so beat up, it's hard to give a fair evaluation of this unit, but the injuries on the defensive line are finally catching up with the Steelers. They are missing Stephon to it. The running game of the Bengals just gashed the Steelers. They had no answers for it. If they can't stop the run, it'll be a long season. But again, they're missing TJ Watt. They're missing Alex Highsmith. It's Devin Bush's first game back. They don't have Stephon Toot out there. Carlos Davis wasn't in there for depth. But they have to be better. No pressure on the quarterback. That was one of the things that I was concerned about heading into this contest, that if they couldn't get pressure on Burrow, that he'd pick him apart. He did, not to the tune of big numbers, but to three touchdown passes. And that TD that James Pierre gave up there with less than a minute before halftime, he quit. He quit on that receiver. It's almost like he saw that he had space on him and he just let him go. Go back and watch the highlight of that. You could see him just decelerate almost as, as if it was a, a given that he that Chase was going to score. Wasn't good. But anyway, study-ins, look, one and two, 14 games ago, big one coming up at Lambeau, build this offense around Najee Harris, control the tempo of the game, slow things down, utilize Harris, utilize Freyer move, and defensively, get healthy, get Watt back on the field, get Highsmith back on the field. Get to it back on the field. Get Banner back out there. Hopefully he's eligible to return this week. Don't give up on this season yet. 
Every team is going to face adversity. And you know what? Even if they don't respond to adversity in a positive way and start winning games, at least you'll start to get answers to some of these questions long-term about where this Pittsburgh Steelers team is headed. And that's part of the beauty and the fun of this game. You never know. And with that, studying, 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 have a fantastic Monday. We'll get through this together. The Packers coming up this weekend. I want to thank you for being a listener and supporter of the study sessions and the Still Study. Much gratitude to you. Please drop me a line via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com and give me a follow on Twitter at Still Study. And remember, even in times of adversity and losses like this, life is beautiful in the black and gold. Peace.